Hello? Is this working? Can I be heard? Let me... Hold on. Okay, and I guess we're live. Uh, hello, audience. Welcome to Goblin Hour. Yeah, there it is. There we go. That's a more accurate volume. Uh, yeah, welcome to Goblin Hour, the show where I tell the world about scary creatures that truly do exist in our in our ominous, evil world. Um. And so I guess the next place to start is just to introduce my guest. And this week it is, it's just me this week. Uh, this is something I want to try for a while. I wanted to see how it would go if I was just here by myself. Um, the episode will probably be shorter because I don't have anyone to distract and yell at about nonsense and say, hey, what was it like that time you went to the fucking store? Tell me about that for 15 minutes. So this one's going to be hyper-focused. We're going to be talking good. It's probably going to be shorter. Like I said, um, yeah, I don't know. Audience, how do you feel about this? You excited? Thank you, guys. You're too kind. You are too kind. You're too kind. But, yeah, I just wanted to see how it would go if I was here by myself just talking to you guys. So I also was going to spit out my gum before this, but there's not a trash can where I'm recording. So you get gum-chewing ASMR. You also get water-drinking ASMR. That's good stuff. But, you know, I mean, the question on everyone's mind, there's some questions that we can't really start with today. I mean, I can't say, you know, tell me about yourself. Hey, how did we meet? Have you fought anything? I'll say I've had a couple scary encounters before in my life. I've fought a few ghosts. To hear that, though, you'll have to go dig up the old podcast episode I was on of the, the ghost series Real by Jackson Fallon. That's you know, I talk about some horrific stuff then. Basically, there was a ghost in my grandparents' garage. Um, my aunt, Kimberly, fought and killed a ghost. Well, she didn't kill it, but she did fight one, and it, it did some damage to her psyche and to her friend's physical well-being. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But so I've been a part of the paranormal forever. I've made a film called Goblin About Goblins. You guys know me. It's me. Come on. And um, then what else have I been up to? The other thing is, how do we meet? Um, uh, what's something good here? I went to elementary school. I went to high school. And now I'm here at my local university. I don't attend classes here. I broke in. So, audience, how do you feel about that? No, okay. I'm going to do the, the bit where I always figure out what they do. So just brace yourself, audience. Okay, that's the censor one. So if I say a bad word, I'll use that. But I don't think I'm going to because I'm not going to dox myself. It's always the other people who do it, you know. It's those brats. Those are the birds. Who knows? This might be the ASMR episode. Maybe I throw on some music in the background. Ooh. You put this on and go to sleep too. This would be the actual episode that you do tell your son about. You say, hey, <laughs> hey I have work tonight. 
So instead, listen to this guy. That'd be good. That one does nothing. That's another. The cyan button also makes that sound. The pink button is the one I normally use. Let's see what the green button is. I feel like this one's gonna be the scary noise. No? That's, scary noise is gone. Damn, that's crazy. It's a good thing I have that fully recorded somewhere in case I ever want to use it. Anyway, audience, I'll give you a minute. Think about what I might bring up. What is something scary that I would talk about? I mean, you know, there's all sorts of stuff it could be. I mean, we've done Bigfoot. We've done aliens. We haven't done aliens. What the fuck am I talking about? I named two and immediately got one of them wrong. All right, whatever. I'm not the Goblin Hour fan. Um... We did the Lizard Man recently. We did Skinwalkers. I'm in here alone. I shouldn't be saying that. Here, you know what? Hold on. You hold down the fort. I'll talk as I get up to dim the lights because it's really harsh in this room. And it's just kind of getting in the way. So I don't know if I can still even be heard. But it doesn't matter because I'll just cut this out if I can't be heard. Damn, that was way nicer. Okay, I fixed the lighting. It looks a lot better. Hopefully you guys heard me get up during that. Is this even still going? I'm not saying... Okay, there's the waveform. Gamers, gamers, we are back in the house. Anyway, yeah, I guess I'll be, I'll just shut the fuck up for a second and let you guys think. I'll put on the birds as the, think about what it might be. Get your answer in your head and comment it down below on the comment section. Welcome back from that intermission, guys. Today's topic, what else could it be? I think I've said before it would never be this, but what can I say? I'm a son of a bitch bastard. The episode is Goblins. Audience! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa! Rapturous applause. Thank you guys so much. I, I don't deserve you guys. Yeah. The episode is Goblins. Finally, the creature that the show is named for. Um, I'm here talking about it. It was incredibly difficult to find research on which is why the first episode wasn't that. Originally, the thesis for Goblin Goblin Hour was, I'm going to find local news stories of people saying, look at this sighting of this creature, and I would discuss that sighting, whether I thought it was plausible. But uh, the goblins, there's like none of that. It's I, This is probably the lightest I've ever found. Most of these uh, pages are from Qora. Like, I was able to staple this as one document. This is essentially one document. But anyway... Um, Without further damn ado, let's just get into it. Start talking about goblins. So, a goblin. This one's from Wikipedia first. A goblin is a small, grotesque, monstrous creature that appears in the folklore of multiple European cultures. First attested in stories from the Middle Ages, they are ascribed conflicting abilities, temperaments, and appearances depending on the story and country of origin, ranging from mischievous household spirits to malicious... <laughs> to malicious bestial thieves audience <laughs> come on i'm already not reading good i just started paragraph one all right all right come on quiet quiet seriously shut the fuck up stop i don't know what their deal is they just they take a good thing and they ruin it anyway they often have magical abilities similar to a fairy or demon such as the ability to shapeshift i like fairy or demon as the thing cited <laughs> They have often magical abilities, not unlike fairies or demons, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Anyway, 
Yeah, um, that's weird. I don't normally associate goblins with shapeshifting, but according to Wikipedia, that's the case. Um, it also refers to them as bestial thieves, which is kind of cool. I, I'm not entirely sure what that is. I guess beast-like thieves. So that's pretty epic, I guess. I don't know. Sorry, I sort of bumped the mic there and then just didn't acknowledge it. That's my bad. Sorry, fans. Uh, whoa, what the fuck? Check this out. Similar creatures include brownies, dwarves, duendes, gnomes, imps, leprechauns, and kobolds. Okay, let's just say you just got the preview for some future Goblin Hour episodes. Maybe these will be... Maybe if this is the big hit, the single-player Goblin Hour episode, maybe we do more of these and I just go down the rabbit hole on goblin-like creatures. Uh, but... um. It is also used commonly as a blanket term for all small fake creatures, so that's goblin, I guess. Uh, the term is sometimes expanded to include goblin-like creatures or other cultures, such as the Pukwuji, Dokebi, or Ifrit. So, if you know about those, it's cool. This one was pretty interesting, uh, the etymology section. But first, before we jump into that, I will talk about this cool little image shown. I don't know if you guys remember the thing from a few months ago, probably about a year ago at this point. It was a while ago is my point. But um, there was a cool little TikTok trend going around, and it became a little bit bigger than TikTok after a little while. But the idea of the of the trend was there was this weird little like paper Chinese doll thing that would like fly around in the air. It had a hat and it had a, like a, a flowy dress sort of thing. It was a white cloak. But um, it people would be like, hey, look, it's you. Do you remember this? This is you when you were a baby. And they'd show their younger sibling and the sibling would go, yes. Which I think it's more likely that that was a djinn than a goblin or something but the goblin image shown here is an illustration by john d batten from english fairy tales 19th century and it's a furry little goblin but it's wearing that sort of flowy dress cloak sort of as like a hat that turns into a cape so i'm i'm pretty interested in that um doesn't look like it gets expanded upon underneath it it just says it's grouping as it's a diminutive spirit so yeah, there are similar entities, but I already named them. Anyway, to etymology now. Some of the alternative spellings include goblin with two Bs, gobline, spelled how it sounds, gobling, spelled how it sounds, goblin, spelled with a Y instead of an I, goblino, with an O at the end, and gobulen, spelled with an E, spelled G-O-B-B-E-L-I-N. And this is an interesting fact I didn't realize. The term goblet has been used to refer to female goblins. So that is an important distinction. Um, we know immediately via the fact they're female goblins that they reproduce through standard methods. So that would be a male and a female get together, perform some sort of ritual, and then you know, sooner or later a little goblet comes out. Or goblino, I don't know. What the fuck? Why is go goblet should not be women. Goblet should be the small form, like piglet. Maybe this is saying goblet. It's probably saying goblet. Okay, goblet's the thing I made, which is the cup as well as a young goblin, and goblet is a female goblin. Goblin, of course, being the masculine form, uh, form of the noun. Anyway, moving on. The, world, the word goblin is first recorded in the 14th century and is probably from unattested Anglo-Norman gobelin, similar to Old French gobelin, already attested around 1195 in Ambrose of Normandy's Greek... Whatever. Guerre Saint... God damn it. it. Man, I don't know. Whatever. Do you guys think it's cute when I mess up? Do you like it, audience? Oh, thank you, guys. I'm sorry I was being mean here. You guys don't deserve that. I, I can just be a little crotchety sometimes. Anyway, 
um, in the medieval Latin Gabulinus, and or Derek Vitalis before 1140, which was the name of a devil or daemon haunting the. Okay, I think that's enough of this. Whatever. Yeah, I just wanted to. I thought the goblet part was funny, so that's what I was reading there. The rest of it is pretty um, uninteresting. Let's let's jump to folklore. Got GD it. European folklore. Goblins are common in English, Scottish, and Irish folklore, serving as a blanket term for all sorts of evil or mischievous spirits. A red cap is a type of goblin who dyes its hat in human blood in Anglo-Scottish border folklore. So I've been playing the game Baldur's Gate 3 recently. I killed that that rancid, rotting bitch, Auntie Ethel, uh, a few times now. And let's just say she had some little guys working for her with red caps on them. So learn more every day and I connect it to my real life. Next, hobgoblins are friendly trickster goblins from English, Scottish, and Pilgrim folklore and literature. Okay, so those are the ones I think I'll be trying to contact um, for any sort of assistance or help butchering these goblins. Because most of them I would like to kill. Uh, They're mascots, but they are definitely pests. They're dangerous. Um, Yeah, if you see a goblin, my recommendation would be to avoid it. I don't think there's going to be much of a back and forth this episode where it's like, oh, are goblins real? Because, yeah, um, they, they are for sure. I have some information later that sort of is a debate on that, but I will obviously be taking the side of, yes, they are real. And I think a lot of the sources I found sort of back that up. I mean, if you haven't already been able to tell, they're pretty well documented throughout human history. But moving on, um, the it looks like Earl King is a malevolent goblin from German legend. So malevolent, like I said, um, definitely not one you would like to mess with. The Trosco is a northern Spanish and northern Portuguese mythological creature of Celtic and Roman origin. So that has nothing to do with goblins. It's just as mythological creature. So I don't know if that was a typo or what, but Wikipedia, I don't appreciate that one. No, I really do appreciate you guys. Shout out to Wikipedia for constantly letting me steal content from them and just talk about it and make fun of it and poke holes in it. It's like they did it for free. Whatever. I'm not. Why am I advertising Wikipedia? Just because they give free information to Earth. I, I'm, I don't care. I'm evil. All right. A goblin, goblin-like creatures in other cultures. This is interesting. A pukwuji is a type of goblin from Wampanoag folklore. Uh, the Muki is a pale goblin who lives in caves in the Andes in Quechuan folklore. Sorry if I mispronounced anything, obviously. Um, in South Korea, goblins, known as Dokebi, are important creatures in folklore where they reward good people and punish the evil, playing tricks on them. Okay. So those are, those seem pretty good in general. They just play tricks. Um, in Bangladesh, Santo people believe in, oh my god, Gudrabanga, which is very similar to goblins, and that's all it gives us. Alright, let's just say stay tuned for the Gudrabanga episode, alright? Okay, gamers? In South African mythology, the Tokoloshe, or Tikoloshe, or Tikoloshi, is a dwarf-like creature similar to a goblin. Goblins have at times been conflated with the ju- have been- Big fucking news. I didn't know this was here. Goblins have at times been conflated with the jinn, specifically Ifrit and Jilan of Islamic culture. I gotta get some experts in here soon because jinns keep popping up and I've experienced dealing with them before. They're dangerous and they're not something to be trifled with. So hopefully I'll be able to get those experts in soon. We'll just see how it goes. I don't know. Um, in fiction, I mean, there's a lot of fictional stuff about goblins. There's the benevolent goblin, the goblin pony, the goblins at the bathhouse, the goblins turned to stone, King Gob. Uh, they're also featured in the Danish fairy tale, the elf mound, the goblin and the grocer, the goblin and the woman, uh, Norwegian folktale, the Christmas visitors at Kvam. 
They're featured in Swedish folk, folk tales as well. I'm not going to name all of these. Uh, the Golden Branch, Chinese Ghouls and Goblins, the Goblin of a big uh, Japanese word that I'm not even going to try to pronounce, The Boy Who Drew Cats, they appear, 22 Goblins, which is an Indian fairy tale. And the last one that it references is the Korean nursery song Mountain Goblin, which tells me to be and running away to live. So, yeah, interesting. Um, modern fiction, everyone knows for sure, like, Lord of the Rings, obviously. Goblins were a big part of that. Uh, they're in Dungeons & Dragons. They're just sort of, like, ratty little bastards. Just just gross little monsters. Um, Harry Potter has goblins depicted as strange but civilized humanoids who often serve as bankers or craftsmen. Everyone knows the thing about uh, what goblins might represent in Harry Potter. So, not going to touch on that too much. But, you know, interesting thing. Um, apparently, in Terry Pratchett's Discworld series, goblins are initially a despised and shunned subterranean race. However... They're later integrated with the other races, and they become valued because of their mechanical and engineering talents. The Green Goblin, I mean, come on, crazy Spider-Man villain, everybody loves him. Uh, in Elder Scrolls, you go to the Somerset Isle, you might see a couple of those little guys running around. In early, whoa, in early English translations, the Smurfs were called goblins. Okay, that's a good fact. They got the facts out here. I think that's it for Wikipedia for now, obviously. Yeah, okay, damn. It has, like, a list of goblin-related places. I guess I'll name a few of those. It's kind of interesting. Goblin Comb, Goblin Valley State Park, Utah, U.S. I'll be heading there soon. Uh, goblin Bay in Ontario, Canada. There's there's a bunch of other ones, but those are just the ones that had goblin in the name, so I stuck to those. So that's the first section. Um, audience. What the fuck? Why did it do that? That was bizarre. Why did it, did it for, like, one second a second ago? Did you guys hear that? Rewind. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just did that. Um, yeah, okay. The audience loved it. Whatever. Uh, next, this is from the Cryptid Wiki. As we know, this one's always a bit funny because it's just, it's not as well moderated, I don't think. The image here is pretty funny. It's a goblin sitting in a chair smoking a pipe with like a Beatles-esque haircut. So I like that already. That already brings us off to a good start. Um, I won't... Hmm. I'm trying to think of how to tackle this one because I don't want to repeat too much information. I know that's a lot of what this show is, but I would like to diversify. Since I'm here, I, I can't get as distracted. I sort of need to curate better. So, goblins have been classified as constantly annoying little creatures somewhat related to the gnome. They're usually depicted as small, sometimes only a few inches tall. Yeah, I have seen that before. I personally think goblin goblins um, are about the size of a man. They can range from, like, probably, I would say the max height for a goblin is six foot. Minimum height, I would say, is probably about, like, two and a half feet tall. It just depends. Like, those are obviously extreme outliers. The average goblin is more like three to five feet, somewhere in that range. But, um, yeah. Uh, sometimes the size of a dwarf or even the size of a small child. They also often are said to possess various magical abilities. They can be very greedy and love money. They can also shapeshift into animal forms. They are tricksters and known for rearranging items in the house, tangling horses, banging pots and pans, removing the clothes from sleeping humans, knocking on doors and walls, and even digging up the graves to scatter the bones around. Goblins like to borrow horses and ride them all night. If a horse is tired in the morning, it is set a goblin around it. If a horse is panicking, the goblin is trying to mount it. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, it seems very in line with what I've known them to be. I, th I see them as a little more violent, but in this case, I assume 
Uh, they're talking about slightly more European goblins that aren't as, like, evil. This is probably, I would say, like, I don't know, I, I believe it was, like, Southern Europe where the goblins were a little more tame. I think Northern Europe um, was a little more of a big deal. I know they referenced Germany for sure, but that's not really Northern Europe. I don't know. I'll probably cut this part out because I don't know anything about European geo. You know what? What the fuck? I'll just Google it. Who cares? Is Germany... Can What part of Europe is Germany? Is Germany... Northern Europe? Computer? Is Germany Northern Europe? Country in Europe. <laughs> okay, Western European country. I don't know. Maybe they're fucking evil in Europe. In Western Europe. Fucking... Goblin women steal human babies, replacing them with ugly, ugly goblin babies. Goblin babies are sometimes known as oafs or crimbles. Okay, get rid of goblet. That kind of clears. I like calling them oafs. Uh, mine goblins make knocking noises by striking pickaxes. That also is striking, by the way. But I'm going to say striking because I think it's supposed to be striking. By striking pickaxes and hammers against the stones. Some miners take the resulting sounds as a sign of good luck, believing they indicate the presence of rich deposits of ore. Others believe that they, kobolds and witchling, just imitate the miners to fool them. As a death companion, he is sometimes accused to cause underground fires or warn for the coming deaths. To avoid the knocker's wrath, a pasty, traditional miner meal, should be left for them. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, the, the mine goblins are something else. The, um, yeah, the specifically the mine goblins, because a mine goblin is a separate thing. So go ahead and anyone who's curious about mind goblins, I won't talk about them too much in this episode, uh, just contact me and ask what a mind goblin is, like just what's mind goblin or, you know, something to that effect and I will tell you. So th- yeah, cool. All right. Um, these are some, th- these are locations that are goblin related and I know a second ago I said there weren't good results for that, but I found something interesting in the cryptid wiki because they gave me a little bit more to work with. Uh, the English hobgoblin loves to live in homes where he makes such trouble for the people who live there. Some others reside in mines where they search for treasure slash trouble. Still, others of the family prefer grottos, often reside in the same one for their entire life. So that, I think, is somewhat, um, I wouldn't call that revelatory information, just because, of course, goblins live in that sort of situation. But... This is where the next one gets interesting. One fabled origin for goblins is in France. In a cleft of the Pyrenees from which they spread rapidly throughout Europe, they hitched a ride with Viking ships to get to Britain. Bryn y Elion, the hill of the goblins, is a place in Somerset. The gap of Goblin is a hole in underground tunnel in France. So those are both incredibly interesting leads when it comes to figuring out more about goblins. The issue is that with this said I did some research on those locations and they are almost entirely erased from the internet. If you search anything relating to it, you'll get advertisements for places in the United States, you'll get Wikipedia articles about like French folklore, but you get almost nothing about either of those locations. I spent a while looking for information after I I saw that part where it said locations, because normally we don't have anything that in-depth It's generally like, oh, Bigfoot's located all over the world or it's like oh uh the thunderbird is in the midwestern united states but every culture has it but this gave me two super concrete examples and these are the only two provided with such detail being um the gap of goblin and the hill of the goblins 
and I looked up both of those in both translations, French and English, and I couldn't really find anything about them. So I think there's likely some sort of cover-up. I actually wrote it down. Um, yeah, no information on Goblin Hill or Gap of Goblin. Um, I think it could be due to Goblin interference, maybe a government cover-up. Um, just because goblins are, you know, a lot for a lot of people to deal with and take in. So I think it's... Like, I understand the reasoning, but it definitely feels a little nefarious when we see that they have capabilities to mine because it's like, you know, Elon Musk owned a mine, the United States spent a lot of time mining. I just think there might be some, like, reason that these creatures are being hidden, and I think it's probably not to control the populace. I think it's probably for some sort of evil evil plight, evil scheme, and I don't know why people would mess with goblins to do that because they're dangerous creatures they need to be left alone sort of like how i feel about chimpanzees um they're incredibly dangerous they eat each other they eat pe- they rip faces off maybe just let them hang out in the woods and let's leave them the fuck alone that's my take anyway that's how i feel about goblins if you see one and it's alone you have a chance to kill it you should because otherwise it might kill you same rule with chimpanzees take those sons of bitches out while you have the chance but don't put them in the fucking zoo because they're going to get out, they're going to get guns, and they're going to make a whole f- amazing franchise. That's my take. I don't know if I'd call that franchise amazing. It's amazing for the people who are making cheddar cheese out of it, you know what I'm saying? All right, what's up next? All right, uh, moving on. This next one is about hobgoblins. This is from... Or, what the fuck am I talking about? No, it's not. I saw an H and went, ah, the hobgoblin. This is from a website called... I don't know. Mikagora.com. This is in the cryptid corner. It's an opinion piece by Noah Black. It was published on February 24th, 2021 at 3pm. It's called Cryptid Corner. The, Hobskin, the Hopkinsville Goblins. So everyone's heard about this. This is that famous UFO story where some goblins terrorized a farmer. But I would like to go into it a bit more because um, the UFO didn't just fuck with them. It let some aliens out and run around. And those could have been goblins. Like, I don't think goblins are extraterrestrial extraterrestrial in their nature. They could be. I think they're more like something from the Earth, like the Earth conjured them. But well, I'll at least hear this out. Okay. On J. Allen Hynek's scale of UFO encounter classification, a close encounter of the fifth kind is defined by witnessing a UFO or alien in action and establishing a line of communication. However, how do you classify an encounter in which you and your family were engaged in a four-hour gunfight with said aliens? The Kelly Hopskinville encounter took place on August 21st, 1955 at the, farmhouse, uh, at the farmhouse of the Sutton family, located between Kelly and Hopkinsville, Kentucky. That night, Elmer Lucky Sutton and John Charlie J.C. Sutton were hosting guests along with their wives and children, with a total of eight adults and three children in the house. Attention was easily divided between different conversations, paying no attention to family friend Billy Ray Taylor as he left the house to fetch drinking water from the well. So already... We can see what's happening. Taylor gets back and he describes seeing a stereotypical flying saucer streak across the sky as he retrieved the water from the well before it landed over a little half mile away from the house. He recounted the story to his friends and they all just started chatting and shrugged it, shrugged it off. Nobody believed him. A little over an hour later, dog starts barking crazy style, roused Lucky and Billy Ray to investigate. They walked outside of the dog's location. They saw motion. They couldn't identify the figures at first. They ran back to the house, quickly armed themselves. So they think it might be some kids pranking them or something, maybe some wild animals. They're like, we're shooting these fuckers. Retrieving a pistol and a shotgun, the two men returned outside to confront the figures as the rest of the house watched in disbelief. They stepped onto the porch. They finally saw what had emerged from the forest. 
little gray men. Okay. Um, yeah, they ran back to the house. As the men approached the board, they finally, yeah. No taller than two or three feet in stature, these humanoid-like creatures slink toward the men. They're grotesquely thin limbs doing their thing. And they saw the bobbly heads, the yellow eyes. They start shooting at them. Um, he shot at point blank, apparently. As his shot collided with the figure, metallic pink was heard. And the figure was knocked down on the ground before abruptly standing back up and running off with the other figures. Dang. So these guys have bullet resistance. So yeah, these are obviously not goblins in the traditional uh, traditional sense, at least the way we see them. They're some sort of like mutant alien thing. But they're referred to as goblins, so I figured it would be worth exploring at least for a little bit. Um, yeah, so over the course of the next 30 minutes after shooting that one, uh, the figures would disappear and reappear. They would look through the windows, scratch their claws against the glass. Um, it, like it, it was uh, postulated that this could have been an intimidation intimidation tactic. Um, every now and then they'd run outside to shoot a few, but they, they didn't, like, get them. One time it happened, and, uh, they ran out to be like, oh, did we get that fucker? And they didn't. It was on the roof, on the overhang of the porch, and it was just fucking, like, looking at him. Apparently it grabbed Billy Ray Taylor by the top of the head, but he was pulled back inside by his wife, June. So they're not that strong, but that would still scare the shit out of me. Anyway, following the, um surprise attack they spent the next four hours fending off 15 of these figures as they stalked around the house peering into the doorway and windows looking for an opportunity to get inside god that is like actually so scary did you even think about that like little fucking goblins trying to get into your house because a goblin trying to get into your house is scary enough already when you can't just take out a crowbar and hammer and beat it to death but like when they're bulletproof it really is like what do you do what do you suppose how are you supposed to deal with that do you just cry? Do you just give up? Do you consider killing yourself? Like, I really don't know what I would do in that situation. Like, because obviously I try to just beat the shit out of it and, like, kill it. But if it's immune to bullets, it's probably immune to a lot more. So I would, man, I don't even want to think about it anymore. Anyway, then they went to the um, police station. But apparently these people were known as untrustworthy. So they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, no, what, I just completely fucking <laughs> slandered these people. Here's the exact reading of it. Known as trustworthy folk, the police had no reason to hold any disbelief toward the Suttons, especially since the adults were sober and the children had recounted the same story. And then here I come. Yeah, so these people were lying scumbags. Uh, I wouldn't believe them personally. Sorry, Suttons. If any of you are still alive, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Um... Yeah, they, the ones that were similar, um, okay, people started calling them little green men, but they sort of warped it into flat, like, instead of gray, it became warped into flat green, so I guess that's where the goblin idea came from, um, different people had theory, had, like, sightings, but it's not really that likely, uh, the skeptic Joe Nickel points towards the fact, and, Wait, what the fuck? It was well known at the time that an aggressive family of green-horned owls resided in the forest near the Sutton residence, leading many to claim the family simply mistook the owls for strange goblin creatures. That'd be fucked up. You're like, it was a goblin, I, I swear. And then it got disproved to be an owl. I would definitely double down. Um, here's the cool thing in media. I think most people know about this, too. Um, the Pokemon Sableye is likely based off this. And I love Sableye, so I'm happy to see some goblin representation. Sableye's goaded. 
But yeah, I think that's it um, from that part, at least. Yeah, the Hopkinsville Goblins. Um, the sighting supposedly inspired the movie E.T., the Pokemon Sableye, and possibly the denizens from Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Call of Duty Black Ops 2 Zombies, sorry. Uh, the sightings also inspired the Hopkins, a type of gremlin from the Pathfinder tabletop role-playing game, as well as its spin-off Starfinder. And Hopkinsville Goblins are featured in the popular trading card game MetaZoo Cryptid Nation. Yeah, that's interesting enough. And I have, like, a page from uh, Cryptid Wiki, but I don't know. It, it's kind of more of the same. It doesn't provide much interesting stuff. Now, here's sort of the bulk of what I ended up finding. This is a lot of information here, but I spent a while sort of just searching through different links to different websites and seeing which ones had, like, reliable information, if I could find anything real. We don't like to cover video on the podcast, generally just because I like to have the documents, and there's not really a way to do that with a video format, at least right now at this point in time with the setup we have, but I found some interesting news articles. Um, One of the first things I searched was goblins in real life. That just came up with YouTube videos, like I was saying, but then I killed how to kill a goblin in real life, and I saw this article that my sister sent me a while back because she knows I'm the goblin guy, but um, there was this kid who killed it. I say kid. I believe he was an adult. He was at least a teenager old enough to know better. But apparently he killed his five-year-old brother because he thought he was a goblin. Uh, insane, insane thing to do. Tangentially related. We won't talk about it too much because that is a real bummer to even think about. I'm not even going to tell you the cause of death. Do your own research. B- guy kills kid because thought was goblin. There you go. That's your Google search. But... um. Yeah, I searched how to kill a goblin IRL. Didn't really get anything besides that. Just kind of got sad. I For a second, I was like, oh, maybe I can include this. And then I read more of the article, and I was like, I'm not fucking including this. This is just an evil man doing an evil deed. But um, what I did find after searching like stuff like goblins, real evidence, and stuff like that, I found this Qora article, which is just from a lot of different people weighing in on their thoughts because there wasn't a comment section this time that I was able to find on any of these sites. So it's unfortunate that we don't have that, but I think QR will, will sort of amend that a bit and help us understand what other people think about these creatures. Um, I found about 17 pages on QR that were pretty valid. Like every now and then there would be a few uh, like pages of nothing where it was like people getting off topic, not providing interesting information. But I found 17 good ones. But then after that, there was a harsh decline in quality where anyone who answered past page 17 was just like, no, they're not real. They're not real. There's no evidence. And it's like, all right, well, there are 17 pages of evidence before you. So maybe fuck off and die. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Um, if you're not with it on goblins, I don't know. Audience, how do we feel about goblin non-believers? Wait, audience, let me rephrase. How do we feel about people who... Um, Goblins are goblins real? Wait, uh, audience, I don't know. Whatever, goblins are real, right, guys? Whoa! Did you do that again? Yeah. So, um. Anyway, let's get into it. This is Kiora. The first question here was posed. Uh, it doesn't say who posited the question. It just says, "Are goblins real?" They have like a chat who's like, "Goblins aren't real in the literal sense," but you know, shut the fuck up. Um. 
this one is from someone who I think is being, you know, they're, they're taking a bit of the piss. They're taking the piss a little bit on, on this one. But I still think it's pretty interesting. We have from Dr. Big Man. He has a doctorate from Goblins. He graduated in 2021. Um, there's a Goblin scholar, and they think they can answer the question. First off, yes, Goblins do exist. Otherwise, how would I have my job? Anyways, all jokes aside, I'm glad you asked this question, as Goblins are played out to be nothing more than mere folk stories, which is to some extent true, and this helps us in a lot of different ways. The first being is to keep the general population from seeking these elusive creatures as the Goblin population is decreasing at an astonishing rate due to climate change and deforestation. Not very many people actually know this, but trees play a vital role in Goblins life and culture, giving them a place to hide, eat, play, and more. Both an increasing amount of roads and public infrastructure, as well as hikers and other outdoor activity seekers, these elusive wonders are being driven into smaller and smaller habitats that in the end cannot support their numbers. Secondly, goblins can be dangerous. If everyone was looking for goblins, I can guarantee you a lot of people would end up hurt. However, the reason why there aren't many, if not zero, goblin-related incidents is due to the shy, timid nature of the goblins. My colleagues and I would keep would prefer to keep it that way. The less people get hurt by an endangered species, the better. Finally, to conclude this post, I would like to repeat myself one more time. Yes, goblins are real and they are hiding in trees. Be careful. So that's interesting. Um, I don't want to call into question this the legitimacy of this person's degree. You know what? What the fuck is this bit? I'm, they're kidding, obviously. They're doing a joke. I'm not going to entertain that. This is not a real goblin scientist. I don't appreciate the idea that goblins are these shy, timid creatures. They are not. They're dangerous. They need to be treated with respect and thought. You need to understand that these are essentially wild animals. They're barely human. They they full on aren't human. I don't know what I'm saying. Barely. Goblins are not human. They're dangerous. They need to be treated as such. Avoid them if you can. If you see one and you have to fight it, try to kill it because it'll come back and get you if you don't. Um, most of them aren't bulletproof. So you can shoot them. You can fight them. You can rip their heads off. Do it if you can. Do not listen to this person. Um, some of the related questions are pretty good. You know what? Fuck it. We're not, we're not getting into that right now. Here's one that's interesting. Uh, this one is, does science show the goblins exist? The skeletons found on Flores show that very small hominins did exist in the past and did overlap with modern humans. So our stories of goblins and leprechauns can be based on real but ancient memories. So that's incredibly interesting. Uh, the fact that we've seen goblin skeletons around the world, I like a lot. And she worked at a national health service. And oh my god. She has 53,000 answers, apparently. So shout out to her. She's goaded. Um, what else do we have? This one's really long. But this is mainly talking about, like, movies and how they were used in mines. Um, but it's sort of like a messed up article, which, you know, happens sometimes. If you've watched the show, the articles print strangely or something. Here's one. This is from um, a former software engineer. The question is, are goblins real? That's hard to answer. To say that, but in every culture, we can find goblins or goblin-like creatures in every folklore. They are ascribed to various and conflicting abilities, temperaments, and appearances, depending on the story and country of origin. They often have magical abilities similar to a fairy or a demon. Um, Rakshasa, Sanskrit, male or female, in Hindu mythology, a type of demon or goblin. Rakshasas have the power to change their shape at will and appear as animals as appear as animals as monsters or in the case of the female demons as beautiful women. Thanks, so that's a little worrisome. Being able to maybe you're talking to a goddess and you're like you're talking her up and you feel like you're being the Riz god. You're doing Riz, and um, turns out it was a goblin the whole time. That would suck. That'd be really interesting of a story to tell the boys later, but that would suck. I. 
Yeah, I don't know. I hate goblins. I hate that they can do that. Um, what is this? No, this is he's like talking about too much like actual science stuff with a lot of hard to pronounce words. I'm gonna skip that guy. Here's another question. Are Onis goblins? No, they are Onis. It is a grave and sometimes offensive, depending on the person. Mistake to try to apply the categorizations of one culture's mythical creatures to different cultures' mythic creatures. Yeah, I think that's um, that's a great point. The idea of trying to conscribe, hey, my culture has the the little shrimp man that comes into the the room and steals all of your all of your soil he ruins the soil so your crops don't grow good and then going oh that's like the bimbosh for my culture it it lives in electrical boxes but it also sort of touches soil sometimes it's like no get the fuck out of here that is not the same as the little shrimp man you fucking brat so yeah um you can call them similar i think we do a pretty good job of that on goblin hour we don't conflate terms too often and if we do uh, whatever, it's Goblin Hour. Don't do, fucking scream at me. I don't know these things. I'm telling you, the audience, you're supposed to come back to me with your opinion. See, Goblin Hour is a conversation. All right, moving on. Oh, this is someone whose credit is that they've read a lot of myths. What's the difference between goblins, gnomes, elves, and leprechauns? This is just a question they're answering. They all originate from Celtic mythology, and I admit that they are very similar to each other, but there are differences. Gnomes are small, ugly creatures similar to dwarfs. They can, you know, whatever. Goblins are bigger. They can get very big. They are ugly, stinky creatures associated with deep forests, swamps, and moist places. They are violent and evil, and some, uh, some versions of the myth, they even eat children and young women. Listen, you're kind of like, she's a little bit right, but they're not. Goblins are very big. Come on. Goblins can be big. Like I said, six feet is about where they cap out, but I wouldn't call that very big. I don't know if I trust this woman. I don't, I don't know about her. She might not be, she might not be all there. This one's interesting. This is, what's the difference between a gremlin and a goblin? Gremlins live in machinery and aboard ships and aircraft. You can find them in small mechanical devices, but they usually like to go where there's a lot of mechanical and electrical components. The more the merrier. So, yeah, gremlins, they're like little machinery guys. Whereas goblins are just as mischievous as gremlins, but have been around longer and usually like to hang out in the forest and people's homes causing trouble. Usually it's in the form of moving things around the house, misplacing or stealing things. Uh, they seem to have a leg for gold, silver, and jewelry. Knocking things off walls and shelves. In the forest, they are a bit more of a problem and seem to be a bit more dangerous in nature. Uh, like fairies and elves, they seem to have magical powers that can enchant people. So, yeah, that is much more accurate, I think, to what I was thinking. Um, goblins are just bad news. Gremlins are a little more fun. I think gremlins could definitely be a topic for a future goblin hour. That's why I sort of cut that short a bit. I don't want to give too much information on what a gremlin is and then be like, oh, well, I talked about it in the goblin episode. I might as well just not do this, you know? Um, there's one where somebody's asking about what is the origin there's a cool, like, sort of Skylanders-looking goblin drawing on here, art style. It looks pretty interesting. I'm a big Skylanders head. I think my favorite right now, if I had to pick, I'm thinking maybe Stealth Elf, maybe Tree Rex, one of those guys. I like the eyebrow a lot. I don't know, though. Tell me your favorite Skylander. Okay. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, this person says... They're answering the question, do ghouls and goblins exist? If so, where? So, if they said, if I had the money or the time, I would do a YouTube or travel to their locations. Okay. 
<laughs> but alas, it is just basic knowledge that I have to draw from. This is a sales and marketing manager. So thank you, Mark. You're real. Uh, the interesting thing about words in general is that they all originated from someplace. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, no, this guy sucks. This guy doesn't know anything. He's just saying the same shit we already know. Get that guy out of here. Um, there are also funny ads on here every now and then. Like, this one is, like, it was the best revenge I could have ever imagined. I say I feel bad, but I don't. Will you click on that link, viewer? Is that a good link for you to watch? I don't know. What else do we have here? Um, yeah, Gremlin is a modern creature that messes with airplanes and fucks it up. This was scary. Okay, so I kept this because it, it's an image, but it's legitimately scary to me. So, this image shows what I believe to be some sort of, like, mutant. Maybe it's a, it's gotta be a goblin because gremlins, as we learned, are more, like, modern. They live in machinery and stuff. So, the idea of being like, oh, here it is, a gremlin. But what this shows is a young girl in a white flowy dress walking down into sort of, like, probably a hole of goblin. The gap of goblin, maybe. Walking down a staircase, there are roots climbing the walls, and there's, like, dirt. I believe she's just walking into a hole in the forest with sort of a wooded staircase that looks almost as if it was grown out of the rock. And standing in the shadows near the staircase is this demented-looking creature. Um, It's offering her to come in. It's sort of hiding just out of her vision, but... It it looks like it's offering her sweets and her doll that she dropped. She's sort of distracted going for the doll. But the thing has, like, an evil look in its eyes. It's it's much longer. Like, it's not... It's tall. It doesn't have, like, clearly defined body shape. It just has arms and legs coming off of, like, a pear-shaped body with sort of... It it almost looks like a bird-like face. Whatever it is, it's truly evil. And I think it's a good depiction of, like, even if it's not an accurate goblin design to my knowledge i think it's really important to show that menace that they have and i think that image did it really well so maybe if you did put this on for your son as you went into work he's crying right now hey kid there's a goblin in your room somewhere i bet i hope it's not in your closet that would suck don't check don't even worry about it just go to sleep shut your eyes i'm sure it's not waiting to come out just keep resting man you're gonna be fine what else we got here? Um, extraterrestrial life. Could elves, orcs, goblins, and hobbits possibly exist on exoplanets? That's a good question. Um, and here's the answer. I'm sure the hobbits in the Shire have their own version of QR. Was, what the fuck is this? Why are you making a joke? Get out of here, you brat. All right. Um, next is, this is somebody who works at Rice University, so that's interesting. They have 4.4 million answer views. A lot of people read their answers, at least. That's pretty sick. And that's only with 611 answers. Um, They also answered this question about elves and orcs and everything living on other planets. The straight answer to to your question is that if life... Oh my god, excuse me. Is that if life in general can exist on exoplanets, there is no reasons why it cannot manifest in the forms that we humans will recognize as equivalent... Excuse me. To popular representations and stereotypical fantasy creatures such as elves, hobbits, orcs, and such. The interesting point here, and I may be wrong in this, is that there's actually a higher probability of these creatures having existed on Earth rather than on some far-off alien planet. Okay, that's really interesting. Why? Simply because if you think about it, most of these creatures are just modified versions of the basic human form. 
shorter legs, bigger feet, funny ears, horns, extreme dexterity, and balance, etc. All are characteristics that could have developed on Earth through an evolutionary process under the right conditions. Conditions here include oodles of time, a proper amount of geographical isolation, requisite variety in ecosystems, radiation exposure, exposure, so on and so forth. Give it a few million years and voila, you'll get your Baskin-Robbins 31 flavors. Contrast this with an alien planet where crucial parameters such as size, distance to home stars, atmospheric composition, mineralogical composition, etc. are likely to be significantly different. You get a bunch of planets where it would be almost impossible for a human homologous life form to evolve a second time. I would like to add one last thing, i.e. if your question was more rhetorical in nature and you merely want to read about fantasy creatures and science fiction settings or combination thereof, there's a magic called Science Fantasy that deals with this. You can explore the Wikipedia page for book recommendations. All right, cool. That's nice of that guy, and that is a really in-depth and interesting answer. Uh, thanks for sharing that, man. That's that's sick. Um, lastly, I think this actually is the last one. This will be the first time ever I think I've fully used all of it and explored it. Um... This has an interesting thing where there are different uh, humanoids and hominids that have sort of evolved. Like there's uh, Homo habilis, which we uh, clocked in at 118 centimeters that was sort of found uh, kind of near the Horn of Africa. It's Eastern Africa, maybe somewhat near Djibouti, but um, it was only 118 centimeters tall, 33 kilograms. Homo erectus, which, you know, we know we all know about that, about 165 centimeters. And then there was Homo floresiensis, which was about 106 centimeters. So, I mean, that's pretty small. Those are both definitely goblin-like. So I think, honestly, goblins are confirmed based on this. Uh, I don't know. I think that's it. Um, tell me what your favorite goblin in media is, if you fought any and killed any. I don't know, just tell me about you. Tell me your name, tell me your home address, and you know what, I'll do the same. I've been your host, Ben, and you know what? I think today was all right. What do you think, audience? Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming to this episode of Goblin Hour.